Hi there, and welcome to the I'll Try That podcast. And I'm joined here today with Joe. Um, we've lost Barber because he's decided to go on holiday, and Simo is, of course, in Australia. Um, well, also, Simo's got COVID right now, so, you know, oh, yes, he's got he? a, yeah. more of a legitimate excuse than normal. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll let him off, but we won't let Barber off because we all know the podcast becomes before holidays. Um, <laughs> but today is a very special day, a day... I didn't think we would get to, Joe. This is, I didn't think we'd get to this day. But, yeah. Yeah, it is our 100th episode. Da, 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 da. 100 episodes! <laughs> exactly. That's a the fanfare. fanfare, little band thing that happens every time someone does 100 episodes. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it is more to think that there are some people who have listened to us for 100 episodes. It's more so, well done. Absolutely. Well thank done. you. Yeah, thank there's you. a great point to actually to mention. Thank you so much for persevering through all the many dodgy recordings, the uh, the questionable edits, uh, <laughs> quite a lot of the hearsay, and the, you know now we've come up with the term factoid. Uh, you know they're kind of the fake news sometimes, but more often than not, just good bants and entertainment. I like to think we're putting out to the world, and and actually from a lot of you um, who are so engaged with us over our social medias, and and you, we love getting your your comments and your messages through email through instagram messages whatever it is um just thank you you know for listening thank you for putting in the time and the effort uh wherever you can i mean we're reaching all around the globe the latest statistics show that we're you know the data is like we're all over the place like we i think we average about a thousand listeners an episode so if you're one of those thousands who have regularly checked in or even you're just checking us in for the first time just thank you there's a whole archive here of 100 episodes you can go back through (laughs) (laughs) back from our very first episode where we do it you know kind of bumbling our way through and with mics and setups and big boom thing all this kind of stuff but yeah Thank you very much for everyone who's listening. And yeah, I mean, hey, there's plenty more beer out there. We're probably going to do another 100 episodes plus. Uh, So let's just keep the beer flowing, I suppose, Rich. I like that. Keep the beer flowing, definitely. So what we thought we would do is because it was... We'd go over some of our favourite memories of what we've gone over the past 100 episodes and what our favourite episodes and bits and bobs that me and Joe have really enjoyed. Um... But then we're also going to go back to our favourite um, location, shall I say, to purchase alcoholic beverages, um, as I'm a massive fan of this store. Um, Lidl. We're going to revisit Lidl uh, and see what they've brought us and what they, ha- what they have to offer. And we've got a few, few beers to try from there. Fantastic. Yeah, their new summer collection, or as they double on their website, the summer alcohol section. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Classic little. Don't even mince around with words. It's what it is. It's summer alcohol. Boom. <laughs> Done. Right, the joke. Um, but yeah, 100th episode. Wow. Uh, right. Memories of episodes gone past. I must say, one of my favourite episodes was probably the Duvel episode where you, me and Barbara had been consuming these very tasty Belgian beers only to realise that each one of them was some like 9%, you know, kind of abomination <laughs> ABV. Uh, and yeah, by the end of the recording, like, listening back to that episode, it still, still makes me laugh, just the amount of slurring and kind of nonsense that was going on by the end. <laughs> I think I, I look back and if we're talking about slurring our words and not really remembering what's going on was when we did Tiny Rebel. And I yeah. managed to acquire, I think it was like five different, five different Tiny Rebel beers. And for some reason, it was our fifth recording of the day or something. And I'd opened all 
five beers and I was periodically sipping from all five <laughs> beers so I could comment on every single different flavour that they had to happen. And I yeah. think at one point I just checked out because I physically couldn't cope with talking anymore. <laughs> I think I think that's like I, I know our listeners have been long standing and listening to us will we'll attest this, but we do literally drink the beers that we're tra- we're talking about. You know, this isn't like some sort of farce where we're just pretending. Like this, actually, there is consumption being had, and and no 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 more so when we do these. Uh, that you know, unfortunately, what has become more of the rare occurrences where we do the in person sessions. But I do remember the first um the first session we ever did where you uh, yourself, uh, me, and Simo. Um, we were just learning how to do podcasts. We just bought all this equipment, uh, you know, microphones, mic stands, uh, and we had these big stands that, you know, for the microphone to go on, which were like, you know, they're like from the floor. They come up like, I, I don't know if you were meant to yeah. put them on a desk or something. Yeah, they were absolutely remember. massive. Remember, like these big, huge mic stands. Um, and so there's three of us in my apartment that then in, in, in Battersea. Like spending so much time like setting this up and you know fighting with the rig, you know, and we even spent that morning driving around to like different um like tech shops trying to find the right cable that would link the uh, yeah. you know, to the audio booster setup setup that we had. Anyway, good times were had by all. It was a very stressful start to the day, and then we ended up recording I don't know what six or seven different episodes, which obviously yeah. meant six or seven different beers at least as a minimum that we were consuming in that day. So yeah, all in all, I think we were all fully wiped but the adrenaline of that first ever episode's recording session uh kind of got us through didn't it i tell you i did i did enjoy the 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 addition of uh matthew barber to our to our collective as well i think he he's he's bringing the puns is what is what mr barber does (laughs) his pun Um, game is strong that is for sure yeah he's when when he finally has children they're going to be incredibly embarrassed about him I yeah. already his know. dad jokes he's been training his whole life on his dad jokes for sure uh, I mean I've known him quite a long time now and, and his dad jokes have always been on on par so uh, on point sorry so yeah no he's bringing a good thing and obviously it's nice to hear you know that kind of Cheltenham twang uh, coming yeah. in there obviously he would say that he doesn't have an accent at all but we all know he's got a bit <laughs> of a know, twang going on there accent, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to think of other episodes that there have been so many good ones so many that we kind of like um there haven't been too many where we just were like we just wanted to get through it i think we always come to it with the idea that actually there is something new and i think the whole range of this format we're we're focusing on most of our episodes focusing on a specific brewery and we're trying one if not more of their beers i think is i think has been for a lot of people what i'm getting a lot of the comments of people finding that really interesting you know, because obviously, our, you know, us knowing each other and us how we talk about it is, is is entertaining, and you know, we are, you know, with the amount of beer we've consumed for this podcast, getting more and more knowledgeable uh, in this space. Uh, you know, but I think most people are finding it fascinating, or why they keep tuning back in is because you are getting these little snippets of information, or you know, like we just did very recently, we just did Bex. I just thought that was a made up brand. I just again another classic from a big brewery that didn't, you know, just like create a beer. But no, it's got a whole history about Bremen and all this kind of jazz, which you just I, I love finding out about this, and that's maybe that's my kind of like nerdy side of just loving to find out about um, you know the intricacies about what makes a brewery tick. No, I suppose it, it comes from that. I always thought very much beer was beer. If that makes sense, you've got a brewery, the brewed some beer, they kind of send it out. But to to find out all the history and the detail and how far it goes back, and just how much beer has actually been a part of our 
our history to think of well it started in the Egyptian times was when the first yeah. official yeah. brewery um, was kind of discovered and I think that's what's really opened my eyes to it that it isn't just it isn't just something to drink there is history there's something about it and you, if, the more you learn about it the more you have appreciation for it which I, which I, I agree enjoyed. And I also think not to completely discount those those brands or those beer, those macro breweries that a lot of people have said, well, they're not craft, so I'm, you know, this whole hashtag craft, not crap. You know, like I get why people are really into it, like rebelling against the idea of those established organizations, uh, you know, and, and they're wanting their double dry hopped, you know, IPAs. And, and that's great. There's a huge place in it. But I just think beer in general, there's a place for everyone in it. Oh, um, you know, I don't think that's the great thing about beer is it's not exclusive. It's in inclusive yeah. uh you know we talked about recently about all the, the many kind of you know the, the reintroductions and, and sorry the, the the huge surge right now of introductions of women in the workforce in the brewing industry which is you know traditionally been a male-dominated area yeah for sure as most industries were whereas this actually you know we're seeing some of the best brews coming from brew a female brewmasters i love that you know beer is a facilitator and, a, and you know that's why i love beer so much is it's a platform for conversation um you know i've talked about brew dog and we had alan mahana on, uh, you know, very, you know, really privileged to have him on. Um, we had Alan on, you know, talking about why Brugger is doing such good work, and it's all to do with the fact that they're raising awareness for all these different causes, you know, water, you know, and uh, and you know, and, you know, charity givings and things, and and I think that's that's what beer has become is is a vehicle for for conversation a lot of the time. Oh no, hundred percent. And we look at all the different breweries that are coming up all over the world where beer certain all these craft breweries that beer hasn't been there's always been one two three these mega breweries kind of brewing the beer that they have and we look at in asia when we did with the vietnamese beers of those new breweries that have come through and they're sparking up and we get all these brew houses and we're getting all these ingenious um kind of brews and all these we've gone away from just kind of beer having a very similar flavor to all of these absolutely absurd weird and wonderful beers that are kind of being thrown out there I believe I've got one in my fridge. That is a Porn Star Martini IPA. Who haven't? That's, yeah. that's a thing, apparently. So <laughs> <laughs> it's out there, and yeah, I think I think we've we've covered the gamut already with those hundred episodes. And as I said, there's so many more breweries and so many more kind of innovations that's happening within beer. So we're we're going to go back and revisit certain companies that are doing some fantastic brews. There's a, a long list of different brews that we've uh, breweries that we've got on our pipeline. And communications with. I mean, we've got as well upcoming a big. Uh, we're going to the London Craft Beer Festival, uh, which we're very <laughs> very excited by. Yeah, um, and that's a good opportunity because we've already had a lot of communications with the breweries about meeting up in person. So it'll be a good experience to you know kind of meet and greet a lot of the the breweries that we've talked about or, or will be talking about in the upcoming episodes. So yeah, I guess kind of long and short, it's been a, it's been a wild. 100 episodes so far yeah uh, and there's no there's no kind of like sight of it stopping because you know beer is always going to get brewed let's keep going yeah 100 percent um yeah and I'm, I'm excited to see where the next 100 goes <laughs> a lot more beer a <laughs> lot more beer yeah <laughs> So as you said, the Sark Bridge, we're going to do and revisit one of our favourite budget supermarkets in the world, Lidl. Great. Uh, so Lidl kicked off our Cheap But Good tour, uh, I think some 30 episodes ago. Uh, so we're revisiting because they've got a new summer stash in, haven't they? Yes. Uh, and so we've we, you turned us on to this because obviously you do a regular weekly shop, I must say. It must weekly be a, shop at Lidl, yeah. 
weekly shop at Little, and you were uh, amazed by the amount of beer. Uh, different beer that they had in stock, right? Well, well, that's it. So I think I timed it quite well because, you know, you've got the classic mid-lyle. You've got the mid-lyle, but you also have slightly over to the right. You have the special food buys that occasionally come in. Um, and I believe they were doing, a, they were doing a, a beer special, shall we say. And they seemed to have a variety of different um, brewers and different bits of bobs that had come in. Um, and they were selling their beer, so I managed to get hold of a few of those uh, to yeah. try. Uh, and I believe you've got you've got a few as well, Joe. I have. I've got um, I've got one by Stuart Brewing. It's their Small Giant American Pale Ale. Now, mm. having looked a little bit f- further into Stuart Brewing, they are actually a good like a a kind of up and coming Scottish brewery. Oh, okay. So I, it, it turned me on to them because we're definitely going to have to do an episode on them in the future because what I'm tasting from this Small Giant American Pale Ale is a very palatable. Four point five percent, you know, ale basically. Yeah, very smooth. Uh, what you'd expect from a pale ale. Um, it's got that hot profile that you'd need as well from a craftier brew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that they're an actual brewery, not just little, you know, pretending to be a, a different a brewery, <laughs> is uh, is something. So yeah, I think let's let's this is turn me on to Stuart Brewing for the first time. I'd never heard of them before. Uh, I think the fact that they have craft beer. Edinburgh, Scotland, craft beer, Edinburgh, Scotland, written around the top of their can is quite funny. Um, you know, <laughs> that's a signpost. We are an actual brewer, guys. We're a yeah. craft brewer from Edinburgh in Scotland. I like that. I like that. That's cool. What's, what, what, what's the design on the can you've got for that one? Gone. So it's got this, uh, it's a 440ml can. This is quite a big one. It's a big boy can. Uh, and they've got this, uh, the Stuart um, S. Is you know how when you were a teenager you used to yeah. draw that that S that was like with lines you know everyone would know it yeah. like kind of a like a like the metal S the one with you know I don't know how to describe it other than that the 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 the, the S yeah. that you draw the when yeah. you were at high school they've got a kind of a version of that but with hops on the inside of yeah. it so you know very brewing focused um, and yeah the can design itself is. Uh, yeah, it's you know it's got some different patterns on it, some different lines. I'm not sure what the lines mean, and they've got some different colours on there, I suppose. But the, predominantly, it's a black can, which is uh, yeah, quite interesting. I'm getting I'm getting siren vibes. Yeah, I agree. Stuart Brewing Siren. Yeah, it's a really good point. It does look a bit like Siren. So I'm just I'm just looking at if you Google Siren at the moment, and you look at some of their cans and their S's and the can design and stuff. I'm getting very very similar similar vibes i don't know i don't know if you are it's funny though because they are an actual company yeah so you know it's not like this is just because i this is why i picked them up because i thought oh a new craft brew like this little's take on sirens brew yeah right? that's what i literally thought yeah, when i no, first yeah. picked them up whereas actually this is a whole this is a different company itself it's just they're selling a little for this promotion that you were talking about so yeah yeah the fact that they've kind of stolen <laughs> or they've taken some creative license let's say with sirens idea you know but then arguably does siren own a big s well that's it no that's them, i don't think so we also so, don't know which company came first we have to true, do a bit of research true. into that it could be siren could be stealing stewart's stewart's design <laughs> Don't want to be throwing shade, but um, but yeah, no. Like I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Siren Siren Brewery, but I've, I think I've tried Stuart before, as um, I've brought I've brought various beers from Middle. Um, yeah, they were good. Um, so I've I've gone for um, I've gone for something called the Fader, a juicy IPA. 
Nice, okay. From Lane Brewing Company, which once again is um is um is is, is a small brewery that apparently are up and coming. So it'd yeah. be someone to watch out for. And I quite enjoy the 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 fade the beer design. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, you've got, so, so, you've got a, skull it's a skull biting with a vinyl. headphones on, biting a vinyl. <laughs> with some headphones on. Um, which I'm not 100% sure how that relates to the beer, personally. Um, but it's, it's calling it a juicy IPA. It's an IPA. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's, it's quite bitter. Okay. From, from the quite taste. a bitter IPA. A very, very bitter IPA. I'm not repulsed by it, and it is quite tasty to drink. The, the last time I had was a bubblegum-infused beer from Lidl. So it's definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, you weren't a fan of that bubble bubblegum-infused one. There's just no need for a bubblegum-infused beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's quite nice. It's quite nice to fade in, and I, I, love, the, I love the design. But yeah, they're, they're also a... So what brewery. brewery is that again? Lane, Lane, Lane Brewing Co.? Lane Brewing Co., and they seem to be based... Normally, they've got a list of pubs which they come at. Um, they seem to have a load of pubs which, okay. they, which, which they own. Um, they've got loads of pubs by the looks of it. Or they might be stocked in those pubs. I've never heard of them before. Pubs, yeah. But it looks like they're stocked in a fair few pubs. They're not, they're not right out there, but it's definitely worth, worth looking. What, what area of the country might people find, Lane? Digbeth, so London. Is that London? Digbeth's in London, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. Absolutely yeah. right. So it looks like they're a London-based brewery, and it looks like that's where. No, no, based. it's Brighton. Brighton, wrong one. Do that Brighton. again. Yeah. So it oh, looks- hang on. This is weird. Okay, hang on. I no. This is a reason why we're going all over the place because they are mentioning Digbeth, but actually their main brewery is in Sussex. Oh, okay. But their brew pub in Brighton is in the North Lane at the North Lane Brew House, which is where they get the name from. Okay. So all of their address is about Brighton, but their main brewery is in Sussex. Oh, so okay. how does that work? I... Someone's got a long commute. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so it looks like they're a bit all over. So maybe, maybe they're not as established um, in the one area, but they've got a brew house. We're saying the brew house is in Sussex. No, so the main brewery is in Sussex, but their brew pub is in Brighton. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, I suppose it works. Um, I, I kind of had to pause then for a second because I took a sip of my next beer and it literally made like took more the words out of my mouth and not particularly for a good reason. Oh, so okay. I've just picked, so this is the Down South Brewing, which is a classic little brew with yeah. a you know a, a generic named brewery you know behind it. Mm. Oh, and this is their. Uh, bitter is better, double hop citra IPA. So I was obviously like quite intrigued. This sounds yeah. crafty years craft can get. You know, you're hitting a lot of the buzzwords yeah. in there. Double hopped citra IPA. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I mean, yeah, they they aren't joking. It is bitter as to taste. So to go from this American pale ale from Stuart Brewing, which is quite smooth and quite you know hoppy in its own right, to then to this quite bitter tasting citra IPA was a bit of a shock. It's not disgusting, but oh, it's got a taste to it which I'm not a fan of. <laughs> it's got a, it's got a taste. Okay. Oh, uh, it's got a taste to it that's not a fan of. I'm sorry, little. 
we used to have you in such high regard for your own brand like beers, but this down south brewing bitter is better double hop citra IPA isn't good. This is not a no. good beer. Oh. I, uh, I I'm I'm not a fan of this one. I put Aldi has become my more favourite uh, budget retailer now for their kind of brews. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, this is strange. This is a really strange taste. Um, they've got little all over it. It's not like it's they're trying to hide from the fact that it's a little beer because they're all just saying go onto Little's website, go to Little Island yeah. website. The address is uh, is Little in Dublin. But yeah, it's um. This is not a, a great beer. I would be disappointed if someone bought a load of this beer and then handed it to me because I'd be like, well, unfortunately, this is not going to be used for anything. Oh, I'm sorry to say, listeners, this is the first time Lil's really let me down, apart from that bubblegum IPA that you had, Rich, yeah. that you tried. That was, that was uh, this is awful. the first one that I've had, which is a, a real letdown. That's a shame. Ooh. So, I'm going to... I pulled this... Beer, the, the one I've just tried. So I, I pulled this beer and I've just done a little bit of research onto them on their website. And I'm not going to go into too much about the actual company because I genuinely think we need to do a podcast about them because I've just read some very Who's interesting this? this This is the Yeasty Boys. So, oh, I love the Yeasty Boys. I haven't, I, I've had, we haven't spoke about them on the podcast, no. so you're right. Let's do a whole episode on the Yeasty Boys. Look, I don't want to get, but I just want, to, I just want to talk about the one beer that I've just opened here. Do it. Because, do it. Um, so this was bought at Lidl. Yes. Yeah, well. so this, this was brought at Lidl. I've never heard of them before in my life. I'm not going to delve too much into the history of the company or anything like that because I want to mm. do that for a whole episode because it looks fantastic and they've got some great looking beers. But I've got, I've got the Yeasty Boys. Um, a I don't know if you can pronounce that. You're you're more vocabulary me. A gun gunanant, gunamata, gunamata. So a gunamata, an Earl Grey IPA. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Earl Grey. Interesting. IPA. I read that. I like, I brought the beer because of the name Yeasty Boys. Fantastic, by the way. Um, yeah, <laughs> Barber would be proud. Of it. Yeah. He loves his puns. <laughs> and then that was before I even read what it was. IPA. Love an IPA. An Earl Grey IPA, I'm not a tea drinker. I'm going to throw it no. out there. I'm a coffee boy myself. Mm. Love, a, love, love a latte. Um, <laughs> this tastes fantastic. Oh, you're I liking mean, this like, one. Okay. There's not, there's not often that I sip a beer and go, damn, there was the one time with the Nipah, the double Nipah. From, I've been telling people about your Nipahs. You love Nipahs. your Nipahs. Yeah, from the, 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 the double Nipah. That was amazing. But... The Earl Grey IPA, I didn't think it would work and I didn't think it would taste good. Okay. Well, I tell you what, we'll do obviously do a whole episode on the Yeasty Boys, but the only other Earl Grey infused drink I've had, a beer I've had, was by Adnams. It's their Jack's brand. They had an Earl Grey lager and that was delicious. That was very good. But I just thought, okay, it's Adnams. It's going to be a good quality brew. But the fact that you're loving this Earl Grey IPA, IPA by Yeasty yeah. Boys. Maybe there's something in this Earl Grayness. Like I tell you what, I didn't think it would work. I didn't think it would be a thing. But I am, and therefore it's got a nice little hoppy, a hoppy intro. So you're sipping, you're like, oh, I can taste the hops there. But then you can taste the kind of the Earl Grey. But then you can kind of taste the IPA, like the, yeah. the parallel coming through, and it's kind of waves. But it is absolutely delightful. Well, I've just typed in Earl Grey beer. 
into Google, and mm. there's quite a few different ones. But the first okay. ones we just talked about, Earl Grey Lager by Adam Southwold, yeah. you know, Jack's brand. Uh, the Yeasty Boys Earl yeah. Grey IPA comes up as second. Um, and you can buy a whole keg of that, by the way. If you oh. want a whole keg of that, 150, 150 quid. But you can have a keg of the Yeasty Boys Earl Grey IPA. Yeah. Um, maybe that will be, you know, for your next birthday, the boys the and I birthday. will clap together yeah. to get you, an, you know, a keg of this thing. Uh, but yeah, there's a couple of others, Earl Grey. But Earl Grey seems to be like an untapped area. If you're liking the sound of this, Earl Grey. Um, yeah, there's a, a, a strong brew by Honest Brew. They do an Earl Grey IPA as well. It's called the Strong Brew. Uh, Honest Brew, never heard of those either. So we'll definitely check Honest Brew out as well. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, I never, I, I didn't think I would like it, genuinely. And I've not been too impressed with infused beers that I've brought from Lidl before. Hence the bubble gum. There was the weird cherry one as well. But <laughs> this is, this is pretty damn good. Well, that's good, and I'm pleased for you because obviously I've had a pretty bad version, bad experience with this uh, bitter is better double hopped ice to try PA. It doesn't make me feel good about. I'm not going to try it on this pod episode, but I have another down south brewing made by Little. It's even got the little uh, uh, logo on. I've nice. just shown that yeah. to the screen, so they're really <laughs> doubling down there. But this is their orange, their Citrus City Orange Pale Ale. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence now. I thought that, you know, I was expecting good things from these little knockoff beers, but oof, that one didn't, didn't, didn't cut it for me. So I've got, um, you know, not very high hopes for this orange pillow. I mean, come on, let's just... Do it, do it, do it. I've got to know. Right. Mm. On the nose, I'm not really getting too much orange. No. From this orange pale ale. So that's a bit surprising. Suspect. But the beer itself is better. Yeah. It's actually very quaffable. Um, it has got itself. that twinge of it's got that twinge of orange that you'd expect. So if you don't like a Terry's chocolate orange or you don't like orange in general, don't pick this beer up. It's not for you. Um, it's definitely got an orange twinge to it. Um, and I'm not sure how I feel in general. I mean, I'm obviously open to all beers. Uh, we'll definitely give them a try. Um, but just an orange beer in itself. I can't see myself wanting more and more no. orange beers. Okay, I saw, I, I drove past an advertisement yesterday for a blood orange cider. Um, I can't blood remember. orange is different though. I think blood orange has become the like the the fancy, the premium yeah. flavor of something. Like I see a lot of blood orange stuff and. And blood orange, like uh, like non-alcoholic drinks, there's a lot of those as well, aren't there? Like yeah. San Pellegrino do a fantastic blood orange, like soft drink. Um, so orange. I've got time for that. I've got so I've got time for orange in my life. But yeah, this uh, Citrus City Orange Pale Ale from Lidl <laughs> is is uh, <laughs> is okay. It's uh, it's, it's not great. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> but I think if you, if you are going to go to to Lidl. And they do have a brew, a brewing, a brewing week on. That's the word I was trying to get out. Um, where they've got loads of different, not just their own brands. So Joe's tried a couple of like their own brand um, little ones. But if there are other breweries, because little does get the name brands in, um, and if they are getting some of these other ones in, definitely go and give them a go. Because we've tried Lane and the Yeasty Boys, and the Yeasty Boys wowzers my trousers. <laughs> And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That Podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. 
don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll try that podcast.com. And watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>